3: And this is episode number 63. So on this episode, we're going to take a look at the NFL. Once again, uh, I have taken a little break from talking to NFL to, um, topics and all that, because I did do a lot of NBA stuff last week, getting ready for the season starting. And trust me, we will get back into NBA Um Tomorrow, actually, tomorrow's episode, where I will talk some uh, award predictions in the NBA, but we'll get into that later on, and some other stuff down the line. Which by the end of this episode, you know, let you know what to what's in the week ahead. But this episode, all about NFL, as it is Sunday, so it's NFL Sunday. Kickoff is in about. 35 minutes so hopefully i can get this episode out to you before then but not give you something to listen to while you're watching the game um so yeah mainly doing picks which i'll get into the whole where my record is right now later on we'll also do like i normally do give you five games that's on the slate that you should try to find a way to get a chance to watch them I think they're the five best matchups of the week. So get into that while doing the picks. And as I do the picks, you know, do a little insight, of course. But what I do want to get started with was, now this is a topic that I have brought up on here weeks past, where, you know, looking at the Philadelphia Eagles quarterback situation, um, I understand, you know, Carson Wentz was an MVP candidate a few years ago but he ended up hurting his knee last week of the season and it seems like he hasn't really been the same since then we all know the story he got hurt, Nick Foles came in Nick Foles won the Super Bowl against the Patriots and Nick Foles' career has gone one way where he is uh, he went from what Jacksonville to now being in Chicago where I mean, subsequently he's lost his starting job out there to Trubisky again. But now we're in a situation where Carson Wentz has been healthy all year, but he hasn't played well. And for some reason Doug Peterson, the coach of Philadelphia, who you talk to analysts and all these guys around the league, tell you he's a great, you know, young coach and all this kind of stuff. I kind of think he's overrated, you know, he is getting a lot of hype off of that Super Bowl win against the Patriots, because, you know, now that goes, see, Eli Manning, you beat the Patriots, you automatically get elevated to a level that you probably shouldn't be at, but that's the way it goes. So, they elevated Peterson to this great mind, great offensive mind in the NFL, and since that Super Bowl what have we seen pretty much an average football team to below average this year they're definitely a below average team luckily their division is a below average division so they're still in it which is why I could not understand why he took so long in switching to Jalen Hurts I get it he's young you know he's a rookie he was probably I mean just to take Peterson's side I guess he was probably waiting for Hertz to get a little more reps, and he was probably just holding out hope that Wentz would find his form. But I think this is is kind of what sets apart a lot of organizations from Patriots, you know. Now, I bring up the Patriots a lot, of course. All of you who have been listening, you know I'm a Patriots fan, but... A lot of times, you know, Belichick gets this bad rap as being, you know, the guy who makes all these decisions. He doesn't care about kind of your status in the league. You know, there's been a lot of uh, representation of that. The whole Drew Bledsoe situation where he traded him to Buffalo. People thought he was crazy. Fast forward, Tom Brady, look what he's done. You know, the whole lawyer Malloy where he did the same thing, traded him to Buffalo. They got blown out the first week, ended up, I believe they won the Super Bowl that year because they went on a run. Um, Chandler Jones they let go after he, I think he had double-digit sacks. People thought he was crazy. So on down the line, you know, Patriots have shown that, and I think a lot of organizations are afraid to do that with bigger name players on their team. And it's not just the Philadelphia issue with Carson Wentz because I've also talked about other situations where I think these organizations need to come to realization that some of their big name talent needs to be moved out. I mean, I could get into detail with a bunch of teens. I'll probably save that for another episode. Yeah, I think I'll do that because from looking at this Philadelphia situation, I have noticed around the league I think like most teams have at least one big-name guy that they should move on from, but they probably won't out of fear of, I don't know, what the city may think. Although, luckily, I think the decision is easier for Philadelphia to make at this point because Jalen Hurts has gone in the last two games, has played really well, You know, they are 1-1, and but he did pull off the win against the Saints, which was a big win for Philly. Uh, He lost last week to uh, Arizona, but it was a close game. They lost by a touchdown, and Arizona at that time was a playoff team. Uh, Arizona is coming off a loss yesterday, so I I think they actually might still be the final playoff team in the NFC, but, you know... um, yeah, that's not a bad game to lose, especially looking at how he beat the Saints, and the Saints are top seed in the NFC. So but he did play well both games, and in those two games, Hertz played way better than any game you could say Wentz participated in. So um, so for Philadelphia, Hertz is the guy, finally. And like I said, luckily the division isn't that great where Hurts can, you know, come in, play well enough, turn the season around, and they can maybe win that division. But my thing is, I don't... I hope Peterson doesn't have in the back of his mind like if Hurts has a game where he's struggling in the first half, that he's going to bring Carson Wentz back in, hoping that the time away maybe. I don't know, lit some fire under Wentz. I don't want to see that. The only way Hurts needs to be pulled from a game at this point is if he gets hurt. Because we've seen Miami do this with uh, Tua, where if he struggles in the first half, Brian Flores will bring in Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick, a couple of occasions, have come in and saved the Dolphins in a game. But that's a little different. Because Fitzpatrick isn't a threat to Tua going forward. So you can do that as kind of teaching moments for Tua. Wentz is still young enough that if you bring him back in, he performs well. Then you're kind of jerking around Hurts. And Wentz, like I said, is still young enough that if he played well, you could see him keeping his job there. And then you're kind of creating this whole thing where if Wentz is back next year, the very first moment he struggles, the fans are going to be wanting Hurts to come back in. And that could create a toxic locker room where you might have some division. I don't know. I don't know how well-liked Wentz is. I'm sure he has his you know, buddies on the team who would rather see him playing out there. So it can create a crazy situation. Wentz has also made it easier on them saying... I don't want to be a backup in Philly, which to me, if I'm in Philly, I'm like, okay, whatever. I don't care. We're going to move you anyway. So, but that's, I mean, don't think I'm like, you know, killing Wentz here. Cause I do think Wentz is in a situation where he may just need to change his scenery. I still think there is some talent there with him. It's just that his time in Philly has probably run its course and he just needs to move on. So now I do say that because I'm pretty sure Wentz will have a job somewhere next year. And once again, to bring on my Patriots, there's a good chance they may need a quarterback next year. So who knows? Maybe Wentz is in play there. Um, Chicago, which would be interesting if Wentz were to go to Chicago. And take the job away from Foles and Trubisky because Trubisky is a guy who could be moved, moving on after his rookie deal. So Wentz will have plenty of opportunities to find work next year. Just it should not be in Philadelphia. Um, but yeah, it's it's been it's been a crazy year because. Peterson, somebody needs to ask Doug Peterson, what made him stick with Carson Wentz so long? Because I've seen a few Philly games and I just never saw Wentz really look comfortable which is another thing that's going to hurt him because Hertz has come in with the same talent that people were trying to say Wentz was being held back because the offensive line wasn't good the wide receivers weren't good The running backs weren't good. Well, Hertz has taken that same talent and has made them look way better in these past two weeks. So that lets you know it's more on Wentz. It could be because Wentz is a mobile guy. But maybe after the knee injury, maybe he's more hesitant to just take off and run than when he first played. Because when he first started, he was a guy who would scramble a lot. Hertz is a scrambling guy, and that's what he's been doing. He's making plays with his leg as well as well as his arm. And yes, if your offensive line isn't that good, then you have to be mobile. Because if you're just standing back there, you become an easy target. So, so yeah, so hopefully Hertz gets the chance to kind of you know take every snap these last two games best case scenario Philly he you know gets the win in both and leads Philadelphia to the division title gets a playoff game they'll probably get smoked but
0: it would be good to see Bumble and Bumble Seaweed's invigorating shower ritual feels like an escape start with nutrient infused shampoo and conditioner The formula, infused with royal sugar kelp, green microalgae, and Pacific sea kelp, helps keep your scalp hydrated. Then, open your jar of seaweed whipped scalp scrub to add two times more shine to your hair instantly. And before you head out, use Seaweed Air Dry Cream to give your hair that effortless beach look. Make your shower feel like an oasis with the Bumble and Bumble seaweed collection. Dive in now at bumbleandbumble.com.
2: How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow today internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply.
3: him get some playoff experience in his first year. So yeah, those are just my quick thoughts on that situation. should have been done before, but I guess better late than never. And at least they hadn't fallen completely out of the division race. So, good luck to you, Jalen Hurts. I mean, today, play the Cowboys. So, a game that they have to have. One last quick note. I was done with Carson Wentz in Philly with that Cincinnati game where they took the tie. And I was kind of done with the whole Peterson is this great whatever The fact that they were so scared to try to go for the win against a Cincinnati team with a rookie quarterback, I I was, yeah, I was completely off of that. I I was never really on that bandwagon, but I was off of that whole hype train in Philly. So, yeah, so moving on to the rest of the slate of week 16. Go ahead and give you picks as well as top five matchups. I'm going to kind of combine them. Because usually I would do the top five matchups and then go into picks. Because usually picks were a little different. But since I'm going to pick every game, might as well just go through the picks. And then when I get to those top five matches, go ahead and let you know those as well. So, for the week 16 picks. Hold on, got to play the sounder. I mean, like I said, after going one and six a couple of weeks ago, I'm 40 and 46 on the year which is a terrible percentage plan still to get to uh, 60%, which is going to take a miracle at this point, but hey, we'll see. We'll see. So 40 and 46 is 46 and a half percent, which I mean, I don't know what the average is for NFL for picking NFL games. I kind of think picking NFL, especially against the spread, it's probably the hardest thing to do. So, let's go ahead and take a baby step. After this week, I would love to be over 500. Let's go for that. Even that's a daunting task, but hey, we'll try for that. And then, going into next week, we'll take that as it is. So, first game, we have the Chiefs and the Falcons. Kansas City is the favorite in that matchup. It is a big number, which from my experience this year, usually comes to bite me in the butt whenever I go with it, but I don't know, this is a tough one. Because the Falcons are a team, yes they're bad, but they will have some weeks where they will play better than they have for the weeks before and kind of keep a game close that they shouldn't and in some cases have a chance to win but lose late and end, and 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 they end up covering the spread. Kansas City coming into this game definitely is a way better team but Kansas City has a has the ability to play down to the competition especially now last couple of weeks I mean, they're still fighting for that number one seed, so they do have something to play for. I'm not going to say that they're completely checked out or anything. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and take Kansas City in this one. I'm probably going to get screwed by it, but whatever. So, giving Kansas City minus 11. That's almost a two-touchdown spread, but yes, I'll take Kansas City in this matchup, expecting Patrick Mahomes to put up big numbers and and I guess lock up the number one seed in the AFC, so give me Kansas City, second game Bears Jaguars surprisingly the Bears are a favorite by over a touchdown in this matchup, probably says more about Jacksonville because they're a team that is tanking for Trevor Lawrence, thanks to the Jets winning last week, which we'll get into when I get to the Jets game on the schedule. But um, I do think the Jacksonville Jaguars will lose this game, but I think they will cover the eight-point spread, maybe lose by like six, maybe even seven. I think the players that will play, because they are sitting some guys who... Are probably well, they're sitting there, star running back for an ankle injury. But Chicago, I don't, you don't really know what you're gonna get out of Chicago. Chicago probably should win this by more than a touchdown, but I'll take the underdog in this one. Give me Jacksonville plus eight. Uh, next game, Bengals, Texans. When this So when the season came out, this would have been a great game. Joe Burrow versus Deshaun Watson. Two young quarterbacks. You know, the first time they get to showcase against each other. We all know Burrow got hurt a few weeks ago. Which video did come out of Burrow uh, kind of taking some steps in rehab. So it's good to see that he's coming along after the surgery. Um. There's a, I mean, we probably won't see Burrow next year, but you never know, because, hey, modern medicine is a magical thing, so maybe he can re- rehab it a little quicker, quicker than normal, and come back sooner. Because, like I said, Burrow is given Cincinnati something to look forward to in the future, and. I mean he was playing really well he probably could have won rookie of the year but no. fortunately stuff happens So, but in this one uh, the Texans are a 7.5 point favorite I'm taking them in this one I mean neither team has anything to play for but Deshaun Watson is the better quarterback here the Texans have the better talent yes they're going through the wrong crap too but I think the Texans get this one so I'll take the favorite Houston minus 7.5 next game Browns and those Jets who I just talked about Jets coming in off of their win over the Rams but by winning knock themselves out of the number one pick because they lose the tiebreaker against Jacksonville so as of right now Jacksonville would have the number one pick Jets would have the number two pick. Now, Jets fans everywhere are losing their minds because Trevor Lawrence is supposed to be the next great thing. We'll have to wait and see about that. But I do think it's a little bit overboard, the fact that they are acting like, at number two, they can't get a quarterback who you know, could definitely change the fortunes of that that franchise. Then again, I've also been under the same thought that Darnold probably isn't the biggest issue for the Jets. So if the Jets wanted to go in a direction of fixing everything else around him, I wouldn't be mad at that either. So, but it's the Jets. They're, I don't know. They still think that they are this great team anyway for some reason. I don't know. They they seem to think that they, they're destined to be some Super Bowl champion or something. I don't know. It's Jets, New York, whatever. But, um... But yeah, so the Browns are a 6.5 point favorite. I'm taking the Browns minus 6.5 here only because they're playing the Jets and if Cleveland can get the win so here's the if scenario Cleveland can get the win Pittsburgh loses today Cleveland could find itself in a tie for that division by the end of the day if you go all the way back to my season preview for the NFL I believe I said Cleveland was going to win that division and I know it probably wasn't the popular opinion because everybody loves Pittsburgh with Big Ben and all this stuff. And everybody loves Lamar Jackson and Baltimore. But from what we've seen this year, good chance that Cleveland could be the best team in that division this year. You know, they have Baker Mayfield who has taken maybe not the biggest leap, but has taken a small step forward. Nick Chubb healthy now, looking like he could be the best running back, at least in the AFC. They have a backup in Kareem Hunt, who's probably the best backup running back in the league. Yes, they don't have Odell Beckham. They do have Jarvis Landry, although I think Jarvis Landry is out this week. That's going to be a tough, but they have uh, Peoples-Jones, the rookie, who's come in and has come on the last few weeks. So, yeah. I, I mean, the Jets, they Their defense isn't horrid. I mean, I think the Jets actually play well against the run, but they haven't really gone up against a team like Cleveland that wants to run first and then let Baker kind of work his way into it. So I think even with the Jets being a good running team, Nick Chubb will have a good day. And I think Baker Mayfield, Peoples-Jones, I think he'll get a touchdown, so I'll take Cleveland in this one. But the Jets, okay, they could be riding high after that first win. And then again, after winning last week and all the backlash, maybe they look to pack it in a little bit. So give me Cleveland. Uh, Next up, Colts, Steelers. So this is one of those games that you have to watch this week. This is one of the five best matchups. So we have the Colts going to Pittsburgh. Uh, Indy is 10 and 4, tied with Tennessee. Tennessee has the tiebreaker. So it's a chance for Colts to put some pressure on Tennessee. Tennessee has a tough game this week. Getting into that later on in the picks here. But um, Pittsburgh right now is, I guess you picture a damn. And like each week you're kind of finding a little hole developing and water seems to start uh, seeping through. That's kind of what's happening with Pittsburgh here. It's, it it has been tough to watch. And that game against Cincinnati last week where they lost big night, primetime, was it Monday night football? And Cincinnati went up against Pittsburgh was the more physical team.
0: Bumble and Bumble Seaweed's invigorating shower ritual feels like an escape. Start with nutrient-infused shampoo and conditioner. The formula, infused with royal sugar kelp, green microalgae, and Pacific sea kelp, helps keep your scalp hydrated. Then, open your jar of Seaweed Whipped Scalp Scrub to add two times more shine to your hair instantly. And before you head out, use Seaweed Air Dry Cream to give your hair that effortless beach look. Make your shower feel like an oasis with the Bumble and Bumble Seaweed Collection.
1: Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.
3: Because that was a tougher team, played way better. And Pittsburgh right now looks like a team that could be heading for a very, very, very short uh, postseason, Big Ben looks terrible. Big Ben looks like he has no arm strength. Um, if you do follow the show, quick little plug on Twitter at Chamba Podcast. I did tweet out about that uh, during the game where if you watch Big Ben throw the ball, it looks like he's throwing a lot of, you know, change ups instead of fastballs like he's taking something off the ball. I don't know if that's because, you know, he did have the elbow injury last, that last year. And I mean, I guess he's probably physically recovered from it, but in terms of his ability, it obviously seems like it's taking something away from him. So, and I think because of that, a lot of these defenses aren't really worried about him going deep too much because, I think there's questions about arm strength. It's looking a lot like, remember Manning, his last, well, Peyton Manning, his last couple of years after the, um, was it the neck injury? Where, you know, he was throwing a lot of lobbed um, soft passes and a lot of wide receivers weren't re- really able to get them Um, and make a lot of plays after the catch because defenses were playing really tight on them and couldn't create that separation with his throws. I think the same thing is happening with Pittsburgh. Not to that degree because I do think Roethlisberger has more in his arm than Manning did then, but he just just doesn't look right. And for being 38, it's going to be tough because a weak arm cold weather in these AFC cities like Kansas City or Buffalo Cleveland you know could spell doom for the Steelers and I think their losing streak is going to start because remember they started the year 11-0 and they are now 11-3 and they lost 3 straight and I think today they get their 4th straight loss because the Colts even though I do not like Phillip Rivers I've said that on here pretty much every week. But I would trust Phillip Rivers at this point more than Big Ben. So, and the Colts defense, I think is playing better than Steelers defense. Steelers defense seems a little overrated to me, but it's neither here nor there. The spread is really tight on this one. It's actually Indy's a favorite by half a point, which I haven't seen the spread that tight in a while in the NFL. So I'll take the Colts in this one. Uh, Next matchup. This one uh, I'll probably put as another top five matchup. Giants and the Ravens. Because the Giants are still fighting for the NFC East. um, Which is currently being held by Washington. The Giants are a game out. So this is a game that the Giants need to win. Uh, I do think if the Giants lose this game, they... mm, I think If the Giants lose and Washington were to win today, then the Giants would be eliminated. So the Giants need this one. They will get Daniel Jones back. And we've seen the Ravens have a pretty much up and down season. The Ravens are on the outside of the playoffs. And basically the playoffs have come down to Baltimore and the seven teams that are in. Baltimore's the last team on the outside looking in that can make it into the playoffs as the Raiders were eliminated last night. But you can kind of see what I just said about Pittsburgh for Baltimore. I'm not sold on Baltimore like a lot of people were coming into this year. And I think some people are still hoping Baltimore gets in for whatever reason. I just think that they're... Not that good right now. They have too many issues. A lot of them stem from Lamar Jackson. Yes, you know, they they had a good game last week, but um I still think Lamar Jackson needs to become a better pocket quarterback making plays with his arm than he is right now. Not to say he can't get there, just that right now he's too predictable where if he does throw it's usually over the middle to Mark Andrews which is, I mean, it's a great target to have, but I think defenses are keying in on that. And if it breaks down within like a second, second and a half, he's looking to run anyway. So, yeah. The spread on this one as well is a pretty big one at nine and a half. I'm taking the Giants in this one. I, I mean, for as bad as the... NFC East is I'm not mad at the direction the Giants are going in I do think Daniel Jones has shown that he's a capable quarterback there um, they have dealt with some injuries and all that but well, yeah, I, I, I like the direction the Giants are going in And defensively the Giants have actually been pretty good this year which that's has been kind of the issue there past couple of years but this year it seems like they've kind of figured it out defensively it was just offensively they had a lot of issues that kind of hurt them so you know they're a team that if they can get some offensive pieces in there in the offseason in the draft they could be a pretty decent team next year but simply because I'm not that big of a believer in Baltimore I'm taking the Giants here as the 9.5 point underdog to cover Next matchup, we have the Broncos and the Chargers. Two teams, same record, 5-9. and nine. Neither one has any playoff aspirations at this point, of course. They've both been eliminated, but they do have two young quarterbacks, Drew Locke for the Broncos, Justin Herbert for the Chargers. That they're just trying to get some you know, good feeling in those two. I mean, Herbert, his rookie year, has been pretty good. Even though, I mean, he was thrown into that position when Taylor had got hurt like getting an IV injection or something and would like puncture a lung or something some story with him oh no he had like a rib injury and then they ended up puncturing his lung so he's been out and yeah but Herbert has shown he's made for this league Drew Locke is the Broncos quarterback for the future at least the near future I don't know long time long term how well he'll do there, but he's the best quarterback they have there now. So these are two teams, young quarterbacks in transition. I mean, it's not one of the top five games to watch, but at least for the two young quarterbacks, I mean, you could tune in, but I'll take the Chargers here, minus the two and a half. Um, I do think the Chargers offensive weapons are better than the Broncos with uh, Eckler in the backfield and Keenan, Keenan Allen on the outside I know Hunter Henry's out but I think the Chargers will be fine so game of the Chargers minus two and a half next game we got Washington football team Carolina Panthers Carolina first like four or five weeks looked like the team that might crash the NFC playoff party and Teddy Bridgewater was looking good It's still been a good year for Bridgewater, you know, after the horrific knee injury he sustained in Minnesota. It's been a good bounce back year for him as a starter. And, you know, they're a team in transition with a new coach, Matt Rule. But, you know, they did they signed Bridgewater for the next few years. And I think it was a good decision because he's shown um, he's he's gotten his mobility back in the pocket. He's throwing the ball downfield more than I thought he could this year. So that's definitely something to look forward to. But um Washington, I mean it's it's gonna be weird because they're coming off that week with the whole Dwayne Haskins story of you know, him being maskless at a strip club and being stripped of his captain's captaincy. Captaincy. Uh, but um which I didn't even know he was the captain on that team. To be honest, I had no idea that he was viewed that way in that locker room. So he had that stripped from him. But um, I'm not. I know Alex Smith is questionable today. So if he if Smith isn't ready to go, I guess Haskins would be the quarterback. Which is going to be odd, but whatever uh Gibson their uh, rookie running back is questionable with a toe but he looks like he's gonna play so that definitely helps them Carolina actually comes into this game as a favorite which was surprising to me but I'll take Washington um as the one point underdog so give me Washington plus one next one this is probably the third game of the top five matches of the week and that is with the Cowboys and Eagles, which we started talking about Jalen Hurts taking over now. This will be his third week. So, you know, he's, he's definitely coming to his own after the first two weeks. So now he gets a chance to go up against the infamous Dallas Cowboys, who the Eagles, uh, it's their biggest rival in the division, of course. So if he can go in there, get a win against the Cowboys, that looked great for him to the Philly fans Phil, I mean the Cowboys we all know, know Dak Prescott since early on in the season they had Dalton as the backup then Dalton missed some games and they went through a couple of guys who not even worth mentioning because they weren't good anyway Dalton is back and you know both teams still have a shot in the division the Cowboys are in the same boat as the Giants being uh, five and nine game behind Washington. And like I said, same thing applies to uh, the Cowboys. Washington wins. They would be eliminated with a loss. so game that they need, the Eagles four nine and one, which now well, so early on when the Eagles were in first place in that division, The tie game against Cincinnati was working in their favor. Now that they are not in first place, the tie is going to come back and probably haunt them by the end of the year because they'd rather be 5 and what would it be, 5 and 8? No, 5 and 9, sorry. They'd rather be 5 and 9 right now than 4, 9, and 1. So, Way to go Doug Peterson on that one. But um, I think Hurts... Keeps his good momentum going. And Philadelphia is the favorite in this matchup uh, by three points. I'll take the Eagles in this one because I like what Hertz is doing with that team. And I think it continues today against the Cowboys. That was the... Okay. Next one, Rams-Seahawks. So this is the fourth good matchup on the schedule. Um... Seahawks coming to this one leading the NFC West at 10 and 4. Rams are a game behind them at 9 and 5. So Rams win this one, lock into a tie with the Seah- with the Seahawks and own the tiebreaker so they would be in first place. Seahawks can get this one, they would win the NFC West, which would be big for them and would put themselves in the conversation for the one seed depending on what happens with Green Bay. They could see themselves in a three-way tie for the number one seed in the NFC if they win this game. Seattle. Once again, you guys know how much I love Russell Wilson. But it does seem like against the top-tier talent, Russell Wilson is asked to do way more than even before. And with an inconsistent running game there, defense that's been performing a little better in recent weeks still questions there I'll take the Rams here the Rams are the underdog by one point but I'll take the Rams plus one because with the Rams not offensively golf has been fine they have a good running game with Akers and Brown we all know Cup Cooper Cup and Robert Woods on the outside great tandem defensively you have Aaron Donald on defensive line who you always have to look out for you got Jalen Ramsey on the back end who can you know, lock down your top receiver so expect to see Jalen Ramsey on DK Metcalf today which would be a great matchup to watch but I think I'll take the Rams here to win this one and then leap into first place in the NFC West Next game is the last one of the five best matches for the week, Titans-Packers. And the added element, which makes this one good, is there's supposed to be, I guess, snow in the forecast in Green Bay. And I love watching snow games on TV late in the year because it just makes the game feel that much more important. Because you start seeing snow in games, let you know playoffs are right around the corner. So here we go. Uh, this is the it's a Sunday night matchup. So even better. Primetime. But um, this one, very simple. Derrick Henry versus Green Bay's defense. And what can Tennessee's pass defense do against Aaron Rodgers? Those are your big factors in this game. So what the snow may kind of neutralize Aaron Rodgers impact on this game because if he's going to throw passes there probably have to be kind of screen passes, quick little outs, slants, that kind of stuff um, but that's not to say he won't throw the ball downfield because once again depending on how heavy the snow is, if it's just the light flurries type stuff the playbook is still open for, for Aaron Rodgers, he is that type of talent Tennessee either way they're going to try to get Derrick Henry going and if Green Bay's defense can stop him that gives them more of an advantage in this one um, but I do think Tennessee's going to play the time and possession game just give it to Derrick Henry as many times as he can he's trying to get that 2,000 yards for the season um, so Tennessee comes in as the underdog uh, three-point underdog. I'll take in Tennessee here. And just quickly, Tennessee, like I said, game up on the Colts. Well, they have the same record, but it's basically a game because of the tiebreaker. And I already picked the Colts to beat the Steelers, so Tennessee will need this game going into Sunday night to stay on top of that division. And I... Th- I think they'll go to Green Bay and get it done. It'll be a big win for them. Uh, They will lock down a playoff spot at that point. Green Bay, I know Green Bay is on top of the NFC right now, so taking a loss here would be tough. But I just think Derrick Henry will be able to have a really good game in the snow. So give me Tennessee. Final matchup Monday Night Football. I mean, past years this has been a great game on the schedule. Still a pretty good game, but with New England, and so it's Buffalo and the Patriots. With New England being officially eliminated and all that, Buffalo is the better team. And a lot of questions for New England in terms of, um, for this being a year no playoffs. What will the team look like the uh, last two weeks? As a lot of players on the team who have been in New England for a few years, this is their first experience of playing, you know, late December games that don't actually matter. So, what mentally, where will those players be? Now, I know there's a lot of uh, names, uh, like a lot of professionals on the team who will make sure the team plays well. You know, Matthew Slater, the McCourty Twins, stuff like that. James White. And Bill Belichick, we know he's not the type to just mail it in. So, I do think it's a seven-point spread, touchdown spread. I'm taking New England as the underdog, plus seven. Because I think, you know, yeah, a win wouldn't really do much record-wise. Not even saying they're winning. So, just listen, uh, follow along real quick. But... I think at this point, they're just going to take these last two weeks as ways to spoil the party for teams. So, nothing would make Patriot fans feel that much better than New England team that's down and out being counted out. Going up against Buffalo, getting a big upset and kind of knocking Buffalo down. I mean, could possibly knock him down a few uh, seeding spots in the playoffs. And, you know, in terms of matchups could hurt them going into the playoffs. So, Cam Newton, I mean, he's, I guess, playing for his job. Not necessarily this year. He'll probably start the last two games. But going forward, trying to either convince the Patriots to bring him on another year or to give some team out there. The thought that he's a guy that they need to bring in. He's going to need to play well tonight against Buffalo and then next week. So because of that, I'm picking the Patriots to cover. So there you go. Those are the 12 matchups. Gave you my picks. So you can go ahead and do whatever you want with them. Um, Like I said, hopefully I can make up that. You know, seven games that I'm down below 500, make up that gap after this week and then go into next week and try to get to that 60%. But there you are. That's my rundown of week 16. Um, Like I said, great matchups on the schedule. So hopefully you are able to watch a few of them. Um, I know I will. Because I'll have the TV going. Got the laptop going. So, I'm gonna catch as many of these matches as I can, but um, just taking a look going on for this week. I know last week I gave you, I think, a couple episodes last week, but with Christmas and all that, you know. So, this week I'm gonna try to do get back to a normal schedule of at least five ep- episodes for you guys. So, uh, tomorrow, like I said take a look at the nba go look at the season award predictions that i'll give you so i'm gonna talk rookie of the year coach of the year six man whatever i'm gonna give you the players who will be in contention for that and maybe even give you my prediction to win those but like i said um i do think when you watch like the first couple games you could already tell who's gonna be up for those awards so i'm gonna go ahead and do my best to give you those um With the new year coming around means college football playoff. And I have a lot to say about the NCAA after the four teams they picked for the playoff. Um, I think it's a joke that the playoff is still four teams. So I will get into that this week on what the NCAA needs to do to fix that. And I will give you my layout for what they should do and how they should structure it. So look forward to that. Um, of course by the end of next well end of this week we'll be talking week 17 in the NFL so we'll be looking at the NFL playoff picture where it all stands where it could still be decided we'll look at that and we'll also do some NBA topics throughout the week as well to see you know, after like the first week or so, who looks good, who's struggling early on, who could be a surprise, we'll, we'll do all that. So it's going to be a big week. Got a lot to talk about. So hopefully you tune in and follow along with me. So once again, uh, that's, that's what to look forward to in the uh, upcoming week. So you know hopefully you guys had a great christmas holiday uh you know got what you wanted or you know you gave great gifts if you didn't get any gifts maybe got a chance to just kick back relax eat some good food chill hey nothing wrong with that so um but yeah so 2020 is almost over which 2020 has been a trying year for everybody but um but, yeah, so this week we'll talk about a lot, get you set for bringing in the new year. And we'll, you know, look at 2021 as an opportunity for you guys and myself to just build this audience and just keep it going. So, thank you guys for tuning in. If you're new, uh, you know, follow the show on Twitter at Chomping Podcast. You can follow the show's Facebook page, Chomping at the Bit, wherever you are listening to this definitely hit the subscribe button so you can be up to date whenever i uh, release episodes and if there's a place to leave a review do that as well but uh thanks again be safe out there god bless i'll check you next episode all right
2: how powerful is cox internet